to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is Tuesday, January 31st. 2023 and man I cannot believe this is the end of the month but before we go any further we want to say happy birthday to Cryptopian Patricia Miller happy birthday to you may your day be filled with love joy peace and happiness this day so have a good one and ladies and gentlemen this is the most anticipated radio show today that a lot of people have been waiting for as it relates to what in the world happened with FTX. And so I had the opportunity last week to be in the Bahamas and you know, your girl did some digging, some history seeking, trying to figure out exactly what is going on, how devastating what FTX did, um, how it affected our community over there in the Bahamas, because, you know, we are all from we are all from the same place. We're just spread out across the earth. And it's just really interesting to me to really visit places to see how we've been colonized, how we've been conditioned and all of those things. And so we're going to talk about that today. And before we get started, I am going to give one of my quotes Bitcoin changes absolutely everything for my community. If we get this right, I don't think there is anything more important than our economic stability, which will save my people from extirpation. This is my life's work. And uh, that's my quote, Naja Roberts, because I really feel as a, as if the most high has just ordained me to do this work and to educate my community on financial matters because it really, really matters as we move forward, as we look at history, as we look at present, we have got to do some phenomenal things because the results and the time is here for us. It is our turn. And I say that all the time. It is our turn. And so as we look at January 31st and we figure out just about uh, what's going on in the market tomorrow, we've got the feds that are going to make some announcements as to how they're going to move. And a lot of the markets are kind of sitting quiet today. 
waiting to find out exactly what is going to happen. And so what we're going to do is get the prices of coins out of the way really quickly. And so Bitcoin right now is trading at $23,123. And so that's the price of an entire Bitcoin. But, you know, we can buy fractional pieces of Bitcoin as we have been teaching and educating our community because you're not going to even really need one when this whole digital space hits the fan. You're just going to need fractional pieces, but the more that you can acquire, if you can just get one, you're going to be in a good space. And so today, 23,000 is where we are. It's down 0.2.20% in the last hour. In the last 24 hours, we're up 1.49%. And in the last seven days, we're up 0.37%. As it relates to Ethereum, we are at $1,589 per coin. And a lot of people say it's a great deal because it's much cheaper than Bitcoin. They are two totally separate technologies and I've got to make sure everyone is clear on that and you don't just want to be buying a cryptocurrency because it's cheaper than Bitcoin because that doesn't mean anything fool's gold is cheaper than gold but you don't just go buy fool's gold because it's cheaper than gold because you wind up with something where the color is coming off or it tarnishes or things of that sort so we don't want to put ourselves in that predicament with that being said, in the last hour, it's down 0.47%. In the last 24 hours, it's up 2.5%. And in the last seven days, it's down 1.83%. And there are all sorts of other cryptocurrencies out there. I'm going to continue to reiterate that cryptos in the particular market right now are over 30000 thousand but right here listed on corn market cap it's at 22,400 that they actually list there are over 539 exchanges which means the ones that you just continue to hear about on a daily basis like the coinbase kraken gemini binance uh, even mine crypto blockchain plug we all are included in the amounts of exchanges that are all over the world. And right here on this platform, they list 539. I'm not one of those either. But one of the interesting things that has just happened, ladies and gentlemen, we just crossed back over one trillion dollars with the T in this cryptocurrency space. When we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we will continue our crypto conversation. We've got a whole lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. So we've got a lot to talk about because as I stated, I was over in the Bahamas last week. And of course, I spent the days that I was in the Bahamas inquiring about FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried and just trying to find out what 
the community was feeling. So first and foremost, let me say this. Everyone in the Bahamas, no matter which island they were on, and I understand now that there's over 2,000 little islands, and there's all sorts of different things going on, but the islands that I was on, everyone knew about Bitcoin. They knew about Sam Bankman Freed and they knew about FTX. So for the most part, I will say starting out that what has happened with FTX has given visibility to the cryptocurrency space. Now we've got to go back and fix the misleading and the things that happen over in the Bahamas with FTX. But the basis of trying to introduce someone to a new concept that is already been done because of the rumors and everyone talking about it and kind of their misconceptions. So I'm optimistic that we're going to be able to help our brothers and sisters that are over in the Bahamas really just get back on track because yes, they've lost some money and we're going to talk about that in a second. But in retrospect, Sam Bankman Freed and his cryptocurrency crew, I'm not even calling them a gang because they're not a gang at all. I know some people have referred to them as a gang. They got like a little crypto crew. It was only like three or four of them. It wasn't a whole slew of individuals. They gave investors ample reason to steer clear of FTX from the very beginning. Hint, hint, the reason I was trying to get uh, our congresswoman to understand that she was barking up the wrong tree. They actually made misleading claims to individuals here in the United States, telling, they, telling them that they were covered by the Federal Deposit of Insurance Corporations, FDIC. And I'm going to take the time to say this. Anytime any company is telling you that they're FDIC insured and they're in the cryptocurrency space, you best believe your money is not the one that is secured by FDIC. And if there is any money to be protected by FDIC, it's going to be the deposits that the exchange is making on their own money. It will not be your money. I know right now that... Uh, Gemini is under some scrutiny for saying that same type of fracanaco. I'll call it fracanaco. I won't go any further, but they're in that same predicament because they have pretty much insinuated that you're FDIC insured if you get with their company. That is the furthest from the truth there is. I don't even, again, we won't even get into the whole thing about the FDIC insuring you at all based on what we were hearing at the November 7th um, meeting and what I've experienced on my own in 2022. But when you hear FDIC insured, just rest assured, is their money and not your money, if that is even what they're going to say. And, and they're getting scrutinized pretty big for trying to even insinuate that they have that type of insurance because it doesn't exist. In my professional experience, cryptocurrency companies that needed any type of insurance for their depositors, they have gone out and gotten insurance through Lloyd's of London. And even when I looked into some of the Lloyd's of London 
uh, policies. They didn't really seem promising either. Uh, and so I just want to say buyer beware if you're going to invest in any of these companies that are telling you that they're FDIC insured, Lloyd's of London insured, because they're not. The bottom line is maybe some of their executives may be or there may be some small nuances in there, but they are not insured to protect your fund, your money, your funny, your funds, what you funded these accounts um, or anything like that. So. The FTX misleading claims that they were FDIC insured, of course, caused so many people to hear that word and just push and rush to judgment and jump into bed with this company. But it was too cozy for comfort. Their relationships with the government regulators and other problematic behavior extended way before this collapse ever happened. A lot of our government regulators, both in the Bahamas and in the United States, are and have been in bed with uh, FTX. But the biggest red flag, in my opinion, the first red flag was the cryptocurrencies exchange relocation to the Bahamas. Now, for centuries, ladies and gentlemen, this island nation has been defined by its close ties to real doggedy even criminal finances. And it's not necessarily the people in the Bahamas. It's those individuals that come over there and take advantage of where the Bahamas is and what they're, you, you know, the things that they have in place as it relates to finances and those sorts of things. But this situation is far from being an anomaly because FTX was simply the latest in a long line of sketchy enterprises. And we all know how that works where people that claim to have a ton of money or I shouldn't say claim to have a ton of money they really say that they have an uncomfortable amount of money now I don't even know how that works out but I've heard that in this financial space so many times we've got to find a place to park our money because we're uncomfortably endowed with money and so a lot of individuals pick the Bahamas because the Bahamas has uh, some tax benefits for them duty free, tax free, all of those things. Um, and so the Bahamas has been a place for that. The outlaw status of the Bahamas actually dates back to the 17th century. So y'all know I'm a history looker. And so I'm reading and trying to figure out when this first started, because I really don't want anybody to feel like FTX is the first company that went over there and did something absolutely terrible to the community in the Caribbeans. But that being said, uh, it's been happening since the 17th century when the island became the most important base for piracy in the Caribbeans. And um, while the British eventually drove off the, the, the pirates, the colony never lost its reputation for lawlessness. And so a lot of people who are looking to hide funds to circumvent taxes here in the United States, they set up businesses and they set up shop in the Bahamas. And so I really 
uh, don't even want to take credit for thinking that they were doing something nefarious from the beginning. But when I first heard FTX was moving to the Bahamas, I knew about all the different benefits, financial benefits of having a business over in the Bahamas. But one of the biggest things that was a red flag for me, because I'm concerned about my people, my community, I was concerned with them taking advantage of the Bahamians, period. That that was it. And uh, I was not far at all from what he would do. Now, I will tell you that the people in the Bahamas, the regular everyday pay people, ladies and gentlemen, have lost thousands of dollars. You have to know the the backstory of this. So, specifically not Nassau Bahamas and Coco Cay Bahamas. Their entire livelihood is based around COVID. I mean, it was not braced around COVID. It's based around tourism. Excuse me. So it's based around tourism. So when COVID shut everything down, there were no cruise ships. There were no flights into to Nassau. There were not a lot of tourists that were out and about uh, really helping the island to sustain their lifestyles and the things that they were used to. Because of the tourists coming in. In fact, I can tell you right now, as I was boarding the ship, I watched my sisters and I just absolutely smiled and grinned. And they probably thought I was absolutely crazy because they had no idea who I was and why I was smiling and looking at them. But they were charging those folks $15 a braid, $15 a braid to braid their hair up. So they can get back on those ships. And I tell you, I was ecstatic because it's time for them to be the number one consumers in our spaces. And I know they've been doing that for a long time, but it was just joyful to my heart to see that happening. And people paying that kind of money for our sisters to braid their hair, to do something that we have been doing for centuries. And it was just a beautiful thing. So with that, in the middle of COVID, everything was shut down. Their economies were shut down. They didn't have any money coming in, which was really taxing on the people. And here comes FTX. And what is FTX going to offer this community? What they started doing or what FTX, Sam Bankman Free, because like I said, it was only two or three of them. Uh, what he decided to do was to go out and find some nonprofit organizations, some churches to give some money to and really feed the people in the Bahamas. And so when I looked at exactly what take what took place last year, they, they were just coming back into being able to have tourists come, but they were still pretty needy of money. And so he came back in and he threw you know, he threw a line out there. He fed him a little bit and he got everybody paying attention and he got all these nonprofit organizations along with all these other community members at his feet, begging him for some of the cryptocurrency money that he was actually holding. He was the number one billionaire in the world. Right. And they had him right there in the Bahamas. And so any and everything that he told them to do, they were at his beck and call. But not only was he the number one world's billionaire sitting right in the Bahamas, building a house in the Bahamas, supposedly building a empire in the Bahamas. 
the minister of finance in the Bahamas in Nassau, the prime minister, his name is Honorable Philip Edward Davis, actually, along with Gia Cartwright, which is the senior director of finance, told the Bahamian people to invest in FTX. And that's the sad part. Yes, companies lost money with FTX. Yes, millionaires and people that were looking to get ahead lost money with FTX. But ladies and gentlemen, what tears my heart apart is people that are making $8 an hour lost hundreds, some thousands of dollars investing in FTX because he promised them major returns. When I hit the shores of Coco Cay and my attendant came over to help us at our cabana all day, we spent the majority of the day talking about how she had given half of her retirement to FTX and she was very upset about it. And she only did it because Gia Cartwright, the senior director of finance, had a commercial going to tell the Bahamian people to actually invest in FTX. And so she went to show me some wallets that she has and things that she was trying to do to really catch up. And it really hurt my heart. I hate when these folks take advantage of our community, especially in my time. And then I look back at the history. This is nothing different than some of the other things that have gone on. But right now, the problem is it's happened on my watch. And I tried to do my very best to 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 make some noise and say some things to no avail. But I know that next time I'm going to follow my instinct and I'm going to reach out to the, the powers that be to do more than I did this time to really try to protect our community. Ladies and gentlemen, on this island, they are so being taken advantage of their gas prices. Again, I told you nobody was making over about nine dollars an hour. But it is six dollars and ninety seven cent a gallon for gas on the on the island of Nassau. That is highway robbery for that community. And what I did notice, though, however, is that there were not homeless people out anywhere. There were no homeless people. And we went all around the island and I asked the question to the person that was uh, taking us on the tour. Like, what does your homeless population look like? And he said, we have no homeless people. If we have people that are homeless, it's because they have a serious mental illness. And then eventually the authorities will take them and try to get them some help. But because we're a close-knit community, this is a family-oriented community, there are no homeless people. And so when we all experience the loss of our money through FTX, we all pulled together to do the right thing. And then he started giving money to organizations to help feed us prior to that. So a lot of people still feel loyal to, 
loyalty to him. So they're not actually angry because they feel as though they gave money. He gave money and some people were helped through the process. And so they're not really salty about it. But I'll tell you, I was very salty about it. And so when we come forward after news, traffic and sports, I'm actually going to go a little bit further and let you know how Sam Bankman Freed and FTX has actually affected our brothers and sisters over in the Bahamas because there is a lot of irreparable damage that was done. When we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we will continue this conversation. I tell you, we have got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Courage is contagious. contagious. We're KBLA Talk 1580. We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. All right, KBLA, you heard me say that. I love this radio station. So back into the FTX debacle. So FTX was the exchange that went belly up. They filed for bankruptcy. They stole billions of dollars from people. And as a result of that, instead of asking for the money from Sam Bankman Freed, the one who stole all the money, the one who has his Bitcoin on his own ledger device that cannot be controlled or taken back from anyone. Instead of them asking him for his Bitcoin back, ladies and gentlemen, they went to the people of the Bahamas who he had donated money to to buy food for the community because the community was coming out of COVID where there was no tourism whatsoever. They had no means, no way to feed themselves. One of the things that I did recognize when I was there that they would never go hungry. All they had to do was go in the ocean and actually get some fish out or get some conch for those of you that know what conch is. It's the big, beautiful shells that you can kind of blow in. It has conch meat. We have conch fritters and all those things. So they never would go hungry in that respect. However, they were short on money to do things like pay their bills and, and do all those things. So when this money $50,000 in some cases, uh, sp- specifically to Bishop Lawrence Rowe, uh, he got $50,000 and he was feeding 2,500 people a day, again, right outside of COVID. So this was a good thing. This was what the Bahamas needed, Nassau specifically at this time. They needed some help. But instead of, again, the big wigs giving back their money, how about calling President, um, our, our President Biden, asking for some of that campaign money back or congresswoman um there's a whole bunch of i'm not going to start naming folks that he actually contributed to their campaigns to run for election or re-election how about asking for some of that money back but they went to the poorest people in the poorest neighborhood that's called Over the Hill. That's where many of the Bahamian neighborhoods are actually located. It's called Over the Hill, which means they're literally on the East Street Hill that runs near the Bay Street. And so that's the old neighborhoods where the homes are 
lightweight, dilapidated and things of that sort. So they went and asked those people for the money that he donated to them back, which makes my stomach sick. And so Bishop Lawrence Rowe, in my opinion, and I'm smiling from ear to ear, he is a singing bishop. And so he makes these songs. And so he made a song called The Money Is Gone. And I was tickled black. I was tickled black, (laughs) not tickled pink, but I was tickled black that he was singing The Money Is Gone. And so he went on to say, your money went to buying corn. Your money went to buying flour. Your money went to buying chicken. But your money is gone. FTX, your money is gone. And I am so happy that he wrote that song and did that song. I'm not saying he should have necessarily done it on Sunday morning, Sunday morning for church, which is what he did do, which was tickling to me as well. But it was really a good thing for him to do so that FTX attorneys and all these people that were asking for this money back from this poor community understood that they took this money and fed the people. Now, some of these politicians took the money and paid and financed themselves into these different Senate seats and, and con- congressional seats. And some of these other things ask them for the money back because they can definitely afford to get that money back to FTX. So FTX can pay back the people that it ripped off, but they should not be asking for money back where people were fed to actually save their lives at one point last year. And so this is a really interesting thing that happened. And the more I dug, the more I found that this whole FTX debacle was foul. Ladies and gentlemen, foul. There were black Bahamian companies over there that Sam Bankman-Fried literally hired, gave them a little bit of bait money. I'm calling it bait money. Had them hire two, three hundred employees I'm going to talk about specifically this building he was supposed to be building, this FTX headquarters, which still has a gate around it and a sign that says FTX future headquarters. He hired some black contractors, gave them some bait money, had them go out and hire two, three hundred people. These people quit some of their other jobs so that they can work on this well-paying job only to find out that now He was being indicted for fraud and all of these things. People had been out of work waiting for this build to happen, which never happened. And I don't really even feel like he intended wholeheartedly to put this headquarter up, because when I looked at the situation of where it was located, it just didn't makes sense demographically because most of the wealthy people are hiding out on a part of the Nassau Bahama land. They're in a different section, but I was just kind of perplexed as why he would put 
uh, FTX headquarters where he was placing it. It just didn't make sense. I know the land might have been cheap or whatever he was doing, but something didn't add up. And anything that he's doing or anything that a lot of these folks are doing when they go to exploit our community really makes me raise my eyebrows. And so I'm wondering what his real motive was, but he never built that headquarters. He gave them again bait money, had them wrangle in all these individuals. People even moved from different islands to come to Nassau so that they could be a part of this headquarters and what was being built only to be dropped on their faces and the companies left holding the bag and promises to pay employees that they had given contracts to and and subcontracts and some of these things. So it has literally hit the Bahamas hard, harder than we actually know and a harder than they're ever going to tell the American people because they really don't care either way that black folks are in the Bahamas in Nassau specifically reeling from all the lies they've been fed the neighborhoods that have been not necessarily destroyed but the neighborhoods that have been left trying to fend for themselves because they made arrangements to work alongside FTX headquarters, FTX and all this stuff they were supposed to be doing for the community. And what also bothers me is that the prime minister and the minister of finance over there and the senior director of finance is really not doing anything to really step up and put the people of the Bahamas on the list of individuals that need to be paid back. They are definitely and should definitely be on the list to get paid back their little money. And I say little money, it's not a little money. It's a lot of money to these families who are barely making ends meet. And since they instructed them to invest in FTX, they need to instruct FTX to pay their people back. But I just really feel like these people that are in the Bahamas that paid their hard earned money to invest in FTX are going to be swept under the rug and told to be quiet. And there's nothing that they can do to get their money back. But if I have the last say, so I will definitely be as instrumental as I can to helping those individuals get their money back because it was heart wrenching to hear what situations they were left in. And when someone is paying almost $8 a gallon for gas and they're only getting less than $8 an hour, they are not not doing well at all. The prices and I won't you know, I didn't go in the grocery store and take a look at all the other prices and things of that sort. A lot of people in the Bahamas are growing their own food and they're doing some things. And I saw them. And that's the self-sovereignty that we need all around this world. And I think I am really happy about that. But as it relates to this crypto space and this FTX debacle, I definitely will be voicing my opinion that the the. The Bahamian people need to be on the list of the people that need to be paid back through what has happened with FTX. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we're going to jump into the Ask Naja Roberts question. And I'm going to share some information with some of the things that we are doing in this cryptocurrency space in the next couple of months to really help you build, to help you understand and to help you make changes for generations to come. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old 
money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, welcome forward, welcome forward. So. I'm just looking at the time and I've got so much to talk about in this Bitcoin space. But to the year uh, 2023, of course, we know it has begun on a positive note with Bitcoin being a pure play on the U.S. dollar with liquidity conditions outperforming traditional risk assets with a 40 percent price gain and I'm going to say that again 40% price gain it is doing phenomenal it's outperforming all these other risk assets however we are keeping our eyes on the macro because we never really talk about that in our communities about what's happening with the Federal Reserve president we have him tomorrow Jerome Powell who is likely um, to Well, I'm not going to say what he's likely to do. I'm just going to tell you all what has happened in the last year. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerome Powell has raised rates by 425 basis points. That is incredible. He did that in 2022 with these outsized moves of about 75% basis points points and 50 basis points. The expectations are firmly centered on the Fed's ability to slow the the pace of buying and tighten, uh, tightening to 25 basis points on Wednesday, which is tomorrow. So they're going to start a meeting today and it's going to be a two day meeting. And what they're going to do is announce the rate decision tomorrow on Wednesday. And so everyone that is in the trading space, anyone that's looking at anything that has to do with the finances, we are watching closely to see what is happening. The focus will be on whether Powell actually acknowledges that a recent softening in inflation and economic activity is bolstering markets in hopes of an early pivot towards easing. And we all need that easing. I told you about my grocery bill yesterday being $574 for two weeks. That's a lot of, um, they, they, there's all kind of inflations in there. Um, but anyway, with that being said, the odds, however, are stacked against such an outcome And recently, the rally in stocks and bonds and the decline in the U.S. dollar have eased financial conditions in the economy for the first time since last April. That has dented the Fed's effort to counter rampant prices, pressures in the economy with tighter credit standards. And so we're going to start to see some differences. And I'm not going to say for the better because there is a strong possibility that in this press conference that Powell will be more hawkish and retighten 
financial conditions. For that reason, we could see a healthy short-term correction in the cryptocurrency market. And I want to make sure that you say that, that I say that and that you are ready in the event that Bitcoin does a pullback and Bitcoin goes back down to $15,000. Again, we're not worried about the price right now. We're worried about the technology. The te technology is absolutely fine and we're going to do just great. But all risk assets right now. And, and that's all risk assets are going to probably have some uh, adverse situations happen if uh, the chairman, Jerome Powell, decides to continue being hawkish, means he's going to tighten up a little bit more and it's going to be detrimental in some ways. And I know a lot of people are not feeling the pinch but a lot of people, people are feeling the pinch. And I said, people, people, everyday, regular people are feeling the pinch. I know I'm feeling the pinch. That, that, that grocery bill pinched me. I had to double check my receipt outside on the side of the car. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to continue to pay attention to these meetings because a lot of us don't even know these meetings are taking place and they all have to do with our money and how we spend and how they extract funds from our account. And the way to extract funds is to make things cost more so that we're paying more or giving up more of our hard earned money and that's just the bottom line to this thing. And so as we look to the future, I know we have to do this right now. But ladies and gentlemen, my push for cryptocurrency is so that in the future we do not have to be subjected to all of this. We can just sit back and say, man, I remember when. But now we have our own currency and we can do what we want to do when we want to do it and how we want to do it. When we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, this is KBLA and we are going to do the most important thing that we need to do for the day. And that's dollar cost average. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. We're not ratings driven. We're you're listening to KBLA Talk 1518. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. Everyone, it is time for us to dollar cost average a DCA a day keeps poverty away. And so we're doing this live on the air. But today, because I have talked all the way up to the top of the hour, we are going to have to do our DCA on our own. So it doesn't matter what platform you're on. Please get out your phone and at least do $6 worth of Satoshis. And I shouldn't say at least because you can do a dollar worth of Satoshis if you have cash app do something buy a little bit more bitcoin than you had yesterday just start stacking a little bit you will be so happy that you did that and then um ladies and gentlemen please go to ahead of the crypto curve.com 
ahead of the crypto curve.com. We have gotten our website up for ahead of the crypto curve. We're super excited about it. We are going to also just continue to feed great information to our community all day, every day. And I want to ask that each and every one of you do not touch that dial. Next up, we have the DL Hughley show. And I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me, your host, Naja Roberts on a Head of the crypto curve where we are creating satoshi millionaires one day at a time one family at a time one bitcoin at a time one satoshi at a time and ladies and gentlemen that means you you're listening to naja roberts on the head of the crypto curve please follow her on all social media platforms at naja roberts no underscores no dots no numbers just naja roberts Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.